Several years ago, I took a class on preaching that was co-taught by Duke Divinity Professor and Episcopal Priest Lauren Winner. She noted that preaching presents a unique opportunity in modern life. With televisions everywhere and iPhones in every pocket and cars that have internet access, the average American rarely, if ever, will choose to sit and listen to another human being for 15 straight minutes, except on Sunday morning. Dr. Winter was adamant that there is no excuse for not taking seriously the extreme privilege that preaching the gospel is. A 2016 study by Pew Research found that 83% of church shoppers say that preaching is the most important factor in deciding where to worship, the most among all reasons. Again and again, Episcopal seminaries do studies of congregations that say that the number one thing that congregations want seminaries to teach future priests is how to preach a half-decent sermon. And I don't think human beings have changed that much over the last two or 3,000 years. I think preaching has always been an important part of the religious life of the faithful. It certainly was to Mark and his church. This morning, we hear the story from Mark of Jesus's first public act of ministry. And what do you know? He preached a sermon. Mark doesn't tell us what Jesus said to the congregation at First Synagogue of Capernaum, but we know their reaction. They were amazed at his teaching, for he taught as one having authority. Now, I imagine that that crowd wasn't much unlike us here today. They were at the synagogue for all kinds of reasons. Some were hoping to find healing from a deep hurt. Some were hoping to see and be seen. Some were there because their grandmother made sure they went to synagogue every Friday and their grandfather had built the place with his bare hands. And they'd come to the synagogue for all, in all kinds of conditions. Some were there desperate to hear the voice of God. Some were there hoping to shake off the cobwebs of a late Thursday night with friends hoping for forgiveness for another week. Some were hopping mad at their children for putting up such a fuss about getting dressed. No matter the reason, no matter the mood, the congregation in Capernaum headed off to Friday evening service, expecting what most of us expect on a Sunday morning, the routine. Whether you're a Baptist, a Jew, a Roman Catholic, a non-denominational type, a Muslim, or an Episcopalian, everyone heads to their weekly worship service, expecting it mostly to look like it did last week. The folks in Capernaum, like most of us here this morning, came ready for a fairly predictable liturgy, a reading from the Bible, some prayers, a few songs maybe, and a sermon that would either make them feel warm and fuzzy or would make them think a little bit and not too much. What they certainly didn't expect was Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus is exactly what they got. 
Now, it wouldn't have been unusual for a traveling preacher to be asked to speak. Travel wasn't easy in those days, and so if you had someone from out of town, especially a rabbi, it made sense to invite them to bring a word. Presumably, Jesus would have offered greetings from his synagogue in Nazareth, any news that he had learned along his journey, and then a brief reflection on a safe text. And I'm sure that when they introduced him as being from Nazareth, the reaction was not unlike Nathaniel's from a few weeks ago. A couple of groans from the back, an eye roll or two, somebody whispering to their spouse, can anything good come from Nazareth? But then Jesus began to preach. And it was unlike anything they had ever experienced before. Again, Mark doesn't tell us what Jesus said in this sermon, but a few verses before this passage, he tells us the crux of Jesus's message throughout his ministry. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. It wasn't that this was new teaching, but it was the way that he said it. It wasn't the preaching of the scribes who had to use their brains and their study in the Holy Spirit to bring a word. No, Jesus spoke with conviction, with a new authority. He spoke as if the kingdom of God was fulfilled in his speaking, as if his saying, saying it, made it so. There was a depth and a power to his teaching that was unrivaled, even by the best preachers, the John the Baptists, the Billy Grahams, the Michael Curries. Jesus spoke and immediately everybody sat up and paid attention, amazed at what they heard. I wonder what would happen if Jesus showed up to preach in our world today. Would we be inclined to listen would we sense that same authority and depth that the folks in Capernaum realized? Would we find ourselves amazed? Or would our experience be more like Jesus's first sermon at his hometown synagogue, where Jesus looked out on the crowd and told them basically the same message. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And the crowd in Nazareth, like the crowd in Capernaum, recognized the authority of Jesus. They sensed his conviction. They felt the weight of his words. And then things went south real fast. And they ran him out of town. Are we ready to answer the call of Jesus to repent and believe in the good news? Can we hear about freedom to captives? sight to the blind, forgiveness of sins for all people without getting nervous? Are we willing to let Jesus challenge our preconceived notions about what the world is supposed to look like? Or are we hoping that Jesus will offer us a safe word, one that will make us feel warm and fuzzy or make us think a little bit, not too much? Are we ready for the sort of authority that Jesus claims over our lives? 
about how we treat our neighbors and our enemies? Are we willing to be changed by Jesus? All of us are here this morning for different reasons and needing different things. Some of us are tired and need rest. Some of us are excited and looking for a way to channel that energy. Some of us are here to get our card punched for the week. A few of us might hope to be changed. But ideally, all of us are here expecting to encounter Jesus of Nazareth. In word and song and bread and wine, we come and ask God to enter into our lives, to usher in the kingdom, and to set us free from anger and sadness, from routine and boredom, from the way of selfishness and death. Oh, that the Lord would come. Come, Lord Jesus, and speak to us a word of truth, of hope, and of love. Amen.